Hello, and welcome to Shelly Has Opinions, the hit podcast where the Chatfield girls try and guess their shy sister Shelly's opinions on a variety of topics. My name is Holly Chatfield Flanagan, and with me is Shelly Chatfield Allison. And we also have Julie Chatfield Miller. And finally, our sister expert for today is Kelly Chatfield Wickham. <laughs> Guys, it's us again. It's us, the girlos, bringing you the hot Broadway news of the day. <laughs> oh, I like this. The hot Broadway news of 1997. <laughs> I didn't say what day, just the day. Shelly Gang, we have a little bit of a weird thing that happened to us, a Twilight Zone-ish thing that happened this week. Indeed. <laughs> so I had a feeling in my bones that I needed to listen to the Scarlet Pimpernel original cast recording of the Broadway musical, The Scarlet Pimpernel. And I listened to it and it was magical and majestic. And then I texted my sisters and my mommy and said, I listened to this. Hurrah. Huzzah. And then Shelly said this. <laughs> I said, hey, I just listened to that recently. And then I think Kelly was the one who said this. I just listened to that today. And then my Julie said this. I just finished reading that book yesterday. <laughs> and then we all did a virtual high five. Bam. <laughs> and then our mom sent a random quote that she got from IMDb from the movie, I think. And it was not well, well executed. <laughs> Get it? Executed? The French Revolution? <laughs> Madame Guillotine. <laughs> <laughs> that was a show that we all went and saw in Los Angeles when I was a teen and the other girls were younger than me. <laughs> I've seen that. Did we? No, I think it was just the, I think it was a young women's trip. Yeah, so just the youth. Well, I could have gone, Joe. That's yeah, true. That's I did true. go to a lot. But I, I remember, um, I remember Sister Q2 went with us, Diana Q2. Yes, shout out to Diana Q2, who Summer went to church Lassier, with us. a very tall lady who sat in front of me, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> a very short lady. Yes. So we saw that and then became obsessed and listened to it a lot. But I hadn't listened to the music in probably a decade, and I just was in the mood. So I listened to it, and then the, the dominoes all fell. And then when the last one fell, our mom said a super weird quote. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what it is? Because I've got it pulled up right here. No, will you read it? It's uh, this first line is from the Countess de Tournay. God bless the Scarlet Pimpernel, whoever he may be. Surely he must be an angel in disguise. And Sir Percy answers, Amen. And spoiler alert, Sir Percy is the Scarlet Pimpernel. <laughs> <laughs> but mom sent it just... Countess de Tournay, colon, and then that, and then Sir Percy, colon, and then amen. Yeah. <laughs> and, and for that, I'm grateful because mom was on brand till the very end of that conversation. <laughs> uh, so I guess what I want to ask you, girlos, is why did this happen to us? Uh, because we're all so in tune with each other's minds and hearts. My next question is, why was I the last one in tune? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I think it's because our psionic waves have to like battle your own very many brain waves going on all the time to like get in there. <laughs> yeah. And mom did always say and does to this day say that I have the strongest hormones. And so, <laughs> That's true. So everyone tunes to me and my my waves when I'm around you. But when I'm not around you, my strength isn't quite as potent. <laughs> <laughs> and our waves can do whatever they want, like encounter the Scarlet Pimpernel. Julie, was the book uh, a great read? Oh, uh, you know what, guys? I read it a long time ago. Loved it. Read it just days ago. Did not love it as much. I don't know. I don't know what it was. Maybe it's because it's not, it doesn't stand up great to the PC test of time. Well, I mean, it's not like you read it when it originally came out and then read it again now. <laughs> no, I, I did. <laughs> it came out It came out in 1905. I recently read something for the first time. I read Peter Pan. Ooh. Turns out that one also is a little iffy, like, time-wise. <laughs> You know what I read for the first time recently? The Turn of the Screw by Henry James. Turns out it's really spooky and scary. Oof. No, thank you. Corbin the other day was telling me about a book that he was reading, and I said, why are you telling me this right before we're, I'm going to go to sleep? I don't want to hear this. And then he said, but Slappy the ventriloquist dummy is just so scary. I needed to tell <laughs> someone about it. He is very scary. <laughs> <laughs> Shelly Gang, you should really get on our wavelength um, so I don't, I'm not the last one on the wavelength. I want you guys to be after me. <laughs> and you should listen to The Scarlet Pimpernel or read it or watch the movie mm-hmm. with who's famous in that movie? A Dr. Quinn. Dr. Quinn Medicine, Medicine Woman. Woman. <laughs> <laughs> Is she really? Yes. She plays Marguerite. Oh my gosh. I had no idea. Oh, Kelly. Yes. Okay. Let's all, let's all have a live watch together and we'll all watch it and um live stream stream our comments and we'll all swoon together i almost showed it the other night for my family movie night because i thought my son would really appreciate that amazing sword fight at the end but i think he would not love all the love (laughs) yeah yeah you got to get through a lot of movie to get to that sword fight yeah so instead i changed my mind and i made the excellent choice of having him watch the great race which i'd forgotten is almost three hours long (laughs) (laughs) so good did you watch the whole thing we did we watched the whole thing and he liked it oh wow was it Zany and and slapdash. Yes, but I'd forgotten. It's like four movies stuck together. Yeah, it's so it's wonderful. it's a lot of movie. Now I want to make my kids watch What's Up Doc, my favorite zany comedy of of that the twentieth century. Is boring. What, <gasps> Shelley? How Ooh, dare Shelley you? Shelley throwing shade. There are so many plaid suitcases. How can it be boring? <laughs> oh, well, now I want to watch Oscar if it comes to suitcase, suitcase oh, silliness. Oh, yeah. How did I not bring that up? Nice job. <laughs> Thank you. Guys, we had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? We have a good topic. For this week. It didn't even come from our childhood. It came from the mouths of babes. And by babes, I mean real hot pals. Oh, gosh. I was like, where's this going? I am very confused I want to know which hot pal babe gave us this topic. It is our friends over at the Gigantic Adventures of Jeff and Simon podcast, a podcast about a mouse and a pigeon. And that podcast is on the Podicon Go network of babes. <laughs> <laughs> 
And they gave us a suggestion for a topic that we have had in the making for quite a long time. And then it turns out that this very topic has become the hit of the internet this week. So much so that my brother-in-law, producer Emeritus Corbin, sent me a tweet about it. And so, Shelly, I hope that you can open your heart to the fact that this topic is not just a bandwagon topic. We've been planning it. Okay. (laughs) And I hope you can open your heart to these beautiful babes at the Jeff and Simon podcast. I'll be more willing to open my heart when I know what it is. (laughs) Well, just think about what's been popular on the internet this week. It could be coronavirus. (laughs) It could be (laughs) Hamilton. Could be. No, that was so last week. Oh, okay. Sorry. It could be Texas. As a state. Florida (laughs) as a state. It could be, I know, it could be. (laughs) This is a fun game to play where one person knows the answer and one person doesn't. And the person who knows the answer also guesses the answer. (laughs) And is taunting everyone. (laughs) Well, should I just tell you the topic, Shelly? Yes, please. Today's topic is realistic cakes. Oh, Shelly, I know that you are sometimes worried that you won't know what I mean when I say a topic. Will you please tell the Shelly gang what a realistic cake is? It is a cake that is designed and decorated to look like a real other thing. I'm thinking that's like like uh, on an episode of Great British Bake Off. They have an episode where people do this, and one girl made one that looked like a very realistic champagne bottle. Mm. Um, Or there was an episode of Nailed It, I think, where they also had to do this, and I don't remember, but it all was bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's Nailed It, and it's awesome. So the thing that has been going around the internet this most recent week is Tasty, Julie's favorite uh, YouTube sensation, Tasty. Ooh, love it. Uh, put out a video of realistic cakes, and one is a crock, a shoe crock, and you cut it, and it's a cake, not a crock. So, like, now everyone on Twitter and Reddit and everywhere have been riffing on things being cakes, or, like, I saw today that Ben Schwartz of uh, Jean Ralphio fame from Parks and Rec and many other delightful projects that he's a part of. Check him out on IMDb, I guess. And um, <laughs> call his agent if you need someone really great to hire for your next role. And he tweeted that he was so excited because he got to see his mom after so many months of quarantine and he put in the work and like did two weeks of quarantine before actually seeing her and and then he went to go hug her and then his arms went right through her because she was made of cake. It was a very wonderful tweet that he did. Good job. <laughs> At Rejected Jokes, I think, is his Twitter handle. Wow, we're really, is this show secretly all about Ben Schwartz? Because if so, I'm ready. I'm ready to talk about it. I'm in I'm for ready it. to discuss Sonic. Uh, I'm ready to discuss DuckTales. He's great. I'm ready to to discuss Jean Ralphio. (laughs) I want Jean Ralphio as my hype man. (laughs) I'm ready to discuss Space Force, which is a show I don't think any of you have watched, but I have watched because I have pop culture dominance. I'm the first on the wavelength to get (laughs) on my level. (laughs) I I watched a few episodes of it. Good job, Kel. You can fight Holly for dominance, I guess. I'm at Holly's level. 
She's going to kill me. <laughs> but what I really want to do is talk about realistic cakes and say that, that the internet is now on our wavelength because we were already planning on doing this. So Julie's going to be doing the pro-reasons why you should like them. I'm going to be doing the anti-reasons why you shouldn't. And Kelly, as our sister expert and just a yummy little cake girl, is going to be telling us what she thinks you'll choose. Are we ready? Uh-huh. Yes. Ready. Kelly, I would eat you right up. I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Julie, will you tell Shelly all the good things about realistic cakes? I will, because there's so many good things. Shelly, you can enjoy your art and eat it too. <laughs> there are so many beautiful cake creations in this world. Sometimes they look like cakes. Sometimes they don't. <gasps> uh, okay, here's the real deal, guys. For a long time, my little boy, Lukey, would not stay in his bed, so I would stand next to the door after I tucked him in uh, outside his door and guard it for a long time until he would stop trying to come out. Uh-huh. <laughs> and while I stood there guarding his door, I would watch videos silently. <laughs> and a lot of times it was cake videos. This one lady would make cakes that looked like all kinds of things. And it always fascinated me so much. Just the art- artistic abilities, the craftsmanship going into these cakes. She made all kinds of weird stuff and great stuff. Like food that looked like not a cake. Got it. So like a roast chicken or like something like that? Or like a uh, creamsicle that had a bite taken out of it. Like a giant one. Or a giant like lollipop like lollipop guild style lollipop, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying. And so I would watch these silently in the, the dark hallway outside my <laughs> child's room. And, and I loved watching it. And you know what I wanted to do after each video was done? Eat the dang thing. <laughs> Were you ever inspired to want to make one yourself? I try to make a creative cake for each of my children's birthdays. Um, and I'll get into that a little bit later. But I've never attempted any that I have seen on videos because they use a lot of fondant usually. Mm-hmm. I just don't like the way that tastes. It doesn't like the way you taste either. <laughs> but Kelly, I love the way you taste. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful artistic cakes. Uh, they look great. They're a beautiful centerpiece at your party. But you know what else? It's a great way to plank your friends. <laughs> like, if you do have this cake as your centerpiece and it looks like a roast chicken, you can say, all right, guys, let's cut into this delicious, savory chicken. And then you give them a piece and then it's cake. <laughs> Would you then do the the opposite plank where you what looks like a cake is actually like a, a meatloaf covered in mashed potato frosting? And <laughs> <laughs> Well, now I'm going to do that. <laughs> Oh, no. My kids had this cookbook that was uh, all filled with all kinds of crazy recipes. And one of them, every time we would flip through it and look at the pictures, I was like, oh, that's a cake that looks like a baseball cap. That's cute. But no, once I read the actual recipe, it was supposed to be like a deconstructed sandwich and the whole outside was covered in mayonnaise. (laughs) Not good. So don't do that. (laughs) Make it a cake. Make a baseball cap cake. And then everybody will say yum instead of ah. (laughs) 
so you can prank your friends. Uh, you can say, hey, I got you this beautiful pair of high heel shoes. And they say, thank you. That they try to put their foot in it. It's <laughs> <laughs> cake. <laughs> All I can think about is like clothes and accessories. You give your friend a beautiful. Is that kind of like a smash cake for a one-year-old baby, but like you do it to your 16-year-old daughter? <laughs> <laughs> No, for for your 16-year-old daughter, you make a cake the size of a car that looks like a real car. And then she tries to get in and then, oh, poink. That's messed up. She's covered in cake. cake. Or like for a 21-year-old's birthday, you make somehow a cake shot glass and then you go to hand it to them and then you throw it on the ground. And then they're like, oh, no, broken glass. But no, it's just (laughs) smashed cake. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the planks are endless, is what we're saying, I guess. <laughs> oh, you know what? I just thought of a great plank I'm going to play on my lovely, lovely husband. He loves ice cream cakes. Mm-hmm. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a cake that looks like an ice cream cake, <laughs> but really, it's just a regular cake. <laughs> He'll be so planked. <laughs> you can make a cake that looks like ice cream. And then you can give it to him and th- set, and then when he eats it and spits it out, then you could go, I thought you liked ice cream cake and start crying so hard. <laughs> <laughs> also a great prank. That's what you like to do, emotional manipulation. <laughs> I love it. I can't stop. <sighs> I love pranking people, you guys. You know that of all the many various pranks I've played on you and everyone else I love. You wouldn't. <laughs> have dared to play a prank on me. I can barely dare to play a prank on myself. (laughs) (laughs) But sometimes I do. (laughs) The good old self prank. (laughs) Um, So Shelly, you can prank your friends with all kinds of great cakes. And you know what? It's cake. So it's usually going to end up being like, "Mm, it's not a new car, but it is cake. (laughs) Cakes that look like things that aren't cakes. They can be one of two things. There is no in-between. It's either a great success or a hilarious failure. There is no in-between. We mentioned the two extremes already. Great British Bake Off. Yum. Those cakes look and taste great, I presume. Paul Hollywood, phone in. Let me know. (laughs) And then nailed it. Those cakes, I mean, the examples look great, but the end results are not. And that's so fun. It's just funny. That's why the show exists, right? It's great. Now I will tell you about a cake that I have made recently, actually. Was it a great success or a hilarious failure? <laughs> I'll let you be the judge. Ooh, this is a play along at home section of our show. <laughs> so my boy, Lukey, he turned four in April. For his previous two birthdays, he wanted a, a bus cake, a school bus cake. He's obsessed with school buses. And so I did my best. And I think I did pretty great. Um, this year, he was saying all kinds of things that he wanted a sad face emoji cake. <laughs> uh, that, was, that was there for a long time. But what he finally settled on was a lemon flavored, lemon shaped cake. And I was like, okay, I could do that. Lemons are not a hard shape to make nor a hard flavor to create. And so, you know what? I I started in on it. I made the cakes. I started cutting them into a shape. And I was like, okay, I have my plan. I'll make like, I'll use the extra cake that I cut off to make little 
lemon ball or cake balls and put them on the ends to be like the little nubs. But guys, it all went wrong. Oh, no. It just... I cut too much off and then and then I tried to rebuild it on and then it was just a big lemony crumbly mess. Oh. The good news is four-year-olds are really easy to impress. <laughs> Especially Luke, who is a, a big enthusiast. Yeah, he just, is. just an enthusiast of being enthused. He was telling me earlier about a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that he loves. And it comes in a bag. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. And he's a very sweet, gracious boy. And so he loved the cake, ate it up. And you know what? It worked. It worked out. Go me. Uh, Maybe I'll I'll send Holly a a picture to post. And then you can really be the judge of just (laughs) how great this cake looked. (laughs) Ah. But I'll also send a picture of another cake that went really well. So, you know what? You can't win But it has all. to be your cake. We can't just take a cake off the internet. This went really well. <laughs> Look at this cake to cake boss made. Didn't it turn out great? <laughs> I'll send, I'll send uh, the cake that I made for Theo a few years ago, which was a heart shape and a picture of Batman and the Joker on it. And they had heart Ooh. eyes. Uh-huh. That would be cool. It was a good cake. That's a good cake. And they had heart eyes because they were both in love with the same woman. <laughs> There's a backstory to this cake. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Shelly, I have one more point. <laughs> and I think this one's really going to hit home for you. You can make an incredible likeness in cake of your worst enemies. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can destroy it in the most delicious way. <laughs> Revenge was never so sweet. Yeah. yeah. And if it's if it's ice cream cake, it's a dish best served cold. <laughs> Ooh. <With some> grill. Gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shelly, I know I've asked you before, but who are all your worst enemies? <laughs> oh gosh. You can't do this to me. <laughs> It is amazing how frequently that question gets asked on this podcast, (laughs) considering its uh, premise. (laughs) (laughs) But but whoever it is, I won't name names, (laughs) but whoever it is, I'll serve it on top of some humble pie, my my likeness cake. Oh, but Shelly, wouldn't it be so satisfying to be like, oh, that person, they they just irked me. I guess it doesn't have to be a person. If it's something else you don't like. (laughs) Holly could have a moth cake, you're saying, her greatest enemy. (gasps) Yes. And my biggest fear. Not frequently are those two things the same. (laughs) (laughs) But you could chop its head off, Holly, and uh, serve it to your children. Oh my gosh. (laughs) This is for my cornea. <laughs> Here's a cool thing. Even when I see a moth, I get like slightly nauseated. So I don't want to look at a moth cake and then eat it. Holly, you need exposure therapy. Oh. You need to see as many moth cakes as you can get hold of. <laughs> cake is a relatively safe space. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shelly, realistic cakes, they are beautiful. They are delicious. They can be very useful, depending on what your purposes are. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, they're just an all-around good time, and I think you should choose realistic cakes. 
Thank you. That was so good, Julie. Especially the part where you tried to make me eat a moth cake. That was so good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to make you a moth cake someday. Oh, please don't. Please don't. (laughs) Please. Okay, so Shelly, I have a list of five reasons why you should be anti-cakes, and I'm kind of upset because Julie already mentioned one of them. I'll let you guess which one when I say the list, and then you could say, hmm, recall, total recall, Um, (laughs) short-term memory, tell me which one Julie said, and then it'll be a game for us and the Shelly gang. Well, for you. I already know. I know the answer already. Does it matter? Like, should I put my notes away that I've been taking? Is that cheating? Or is it an open book test? She mentioned it offhandedly. (gasps) Yes. Now I'm intrigued. Game is afoot. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so Shelly, you should be anti-realistic cakes. Firstly, because time is money. Shelly, time is money is a thing that people who are serious about business say. (laughs) And all of us fit into that category. (laughs) So I don't know if you've ever watched like a time-lapse video or whatever of someone making a realistic cake. But it's time-consuming to do that. And the more that you do that, the less time you have and the less money you have because unless you are charging $7,000 per cake, you can never make back the amount of time that you will be losing. Never. What, what is your hourly rate, Holly? $7,000. Oh, wow. It seems like a $7,000 cake then would be too too cheap. <laughs> <laughs> if I can't do it in one hour, then it's not worth it. <laughs> and that doesn't even include the ingredient costs. Which... Your overhead, sky high. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, time is money and it just feels like it takes a long time. And why would you do that when you could spend time with your loved ones? <laughs> Like that. (laughs) That's how all my loved ones love it when I talk to them. Whenever I call you guys, I'm like, hey, time is money. (laughs) And you really respond well to it, and I'm glad and I love you. So my second point, Shelly, as to why you should be anti-realistic cakes is because they make you grow distrustful of the living world. (laughs) <laughs> oh, not the dead one, though. <laughs> what about the non-living? I've got friends on the other side. Yeah. Yes. Ooh. You guys have all made spectacular jokes, but I want to say this is not a joke, because guess what? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> ben Schwartz went to go visit his mother. <laughs> that he hugged her and she was cake that will make him distrustful of his mom the next time he sees her he won't even want to hug her he'll just be like you are cake i do have a real life story about this of being distrustful of the living world because of cake would you like to hear it yes 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 (laughs) wonderful so i am a cool dude on instagram uh at holly c flanagan if you want to follow me and on instagram i follow Duff Goldman, who is a Food Network star and a baker, famously from uh, Baltimore. He posts about his life, and he also posts about cakes. Sometimes I show my children cakes that he makes, but sometimes I show him, I show my children 
things that are not cake. One time, I was showing my children a picture of Duff Goldman sitting on a really, really big tractor with like huge wheels. My son thought it was cake. (laughs) (laughs) And every time since then, when I show him a Duff Goldman picture, when I go, oh, Jack, look what Duff Goldman posted. He, in his 11-year-old mind, is distrustful of the living world and says, is it a cake or not? Every time. (laughs) And then when something tricks him or pranks him or is visually confusing to him, he likens it unto Duff's tractor. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's become a real touchstone for him. Yeah, and I feel really bad because for me, it was a big touchstone because the tractor wheels were so big. And I loved it. (laughs) Who doesn't love a giant tractor wheel? I do. Do you? I do. I want a wheel that I can fit inside. I want a big wheel that I can flip over like a champion. (laughs) With Duff Goldman on the tractor. I just want to flip over Duff Goldman. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) He's going to block you now. Oh, no. Duff, I really want to follow you on Instagram. I'm begging, please. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, just like if you think everything might be a cake and that's like a big uh, source of jokery on the Internet this week, you know, like joke structures about encountering a thing that you think is cake or isn't cake and then is cake. It's just so many jokes and laughter. That's what Twitter is good for. Everyone's just like Twitter is the most healthy, laughing place in the whole Internet. (laughs) Nothing wrong with Instagram. Just all... Laughs and jokes. Everybody loves social media. But the point of that is to say, I don't want that for you, Shelly. I don't want you to distrust the living world. I want you to open your heart and and trust (laughs) and believe. Are you worried that people are going to constantly try to plank me with cakes? (laughs) Not people, just person. One person in in specific. Well, two. Duff Goldman also. Very (laughs) distrusting. Okay. So I have another reason, and what I wrote here on my notes is you shouldn't like realistic cakes because, hey, amateurs, you're worthless. Oh, no. Realistic cakes are looking amateurs right dead in the eye and saying you are stinky and bad at cake. (laughs) Why are they saying that? They're saying that because anything that's beautiful and good in the world, it has to encounter things that are bad in the world. And that's not fair to them, you know? So if a beautiful cake that was made to look like a tractor, a John Deere tractor, has to look (laughs) at a cake that, I don't know, is supposed to look like a lemon or something crazy like that? (laughs) Uh, That tractor cake is judging that cake and, by proxy, its maker. So I don't want realistic cakes in the world because they're very judgy. And you know what? Amateurs have a right to live. They have a right to bake. They have a right to do something badly because their time is worth less money than, than professionals' time. And that's okay, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just slightly, very slightly related. I was watching some episodes of... <laughs> Um, supermarket Sweep on Netflix today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and they're very 90s-tastic. Um, and a few of the women, I've said something that I finally had to look up because I was so confused. They they said their occupation was um, domestic engineer. Uh-huh. And I didn't know that that just meant like, 
you're a stay-at-home mom. Or just a homemaker. Yeah. But, and so, and I did read in the definition that, you know, that's a way of saying like, hey, this is a real important thing that people do and it's worth, you know, time and money. So are you saying a domestic engineer who makes a realistic cake, her time's not worth the same (laughs) as a real other person? (laughs) I mean, you just have to check the hourly rate to know what's true (laughs) and what's not. And what is true is that realistic cakes are snooty and bad. Okay. I have two more points. One is, I hear fondant is kind of gross. I've never had it. I hear it's kind of gross. And guess what? Most realistic cakes, just covered in this stuff. Just covered in it. And honestly, when I see people eat realistic cakes on television, and I guess I could see it in real life too, but I really try and stay away from events that have realistic cakes because I am a person of the people. Uh Uh-huh. 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 I see judges... And luminaries of the food world pull back the fondant and not eat it. And that's what I see with Mm -hmm. my eyes. I hear it's because fondant is gross. But I've never had it. So that's just rumors and gossip. (laughs) (laughs) That's hearsay. That would not hold up in court, Holly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I have one more point. Shelly, you should be anti-realistic cakes because... When you choose, as your life's work, to make realistic-looking cakes, you get a real stupid nickname, so beware. What? <laughs> are you, are you going to give me a bad nickname? <laughs> the most famous of the realistic cake people is, as I mentioned, Tractor Boy himself, Duff Goldman. I uh-huh. did not mention his nickname which is the name of his show on the Food Network, his original show called Ace of Cakes. There is another cake man that has been mentioned today, and I've never seen his show, but our sister Carly tries to get me to watch it, and I say, I don't want to. It's called Cake Boss. So there's the Ace of Cakes. There's the Cake Boss. And you know what? There's even a show where they're on it together called Duff versus Buddy. They are conspiring and saying, hey, The world has gone against us and given us very bad and dumb nicknames. Let us work together to try and overcome this. We're going to try and and go by our real Christian names, Duff and Buddy. But guess what? The people (laughs) still call them Cake Boss. The people still call them Ace of Cakes. And you'll never be able to get away from that stink. And I don't want that for you, Shelly, okay? (laughs) (laughs) and i don't have a natural name cool enough like paul hollywood to just like not be called oh you're you're that cake guy so they would have to if you had a food network show they would have to kind of drum up some silly name for you and i don't want that for you because you are your own person i love you for who you are (laughs) thank you (laughs) (laughs) that means a lot (laughs) So, Shelly, please be anti-realistic cakes, and please don't make me eat fondant. I don't want to try it. And every time I mention something might be gross on this show, you make me try it. I don't want to. (laughs) Every time? One time. One time. (laughs) And guess what? Eggnog? Not good. Apparently one time is too many. You're crazy. (laughs) It is gross. It's delicious. Gosh. (laughs) So... Kelly, you are just the yummiest little girl, and I love you. But you've also got a big, good, inedible brain in your head 
and it has memories of Shelley from years and years of experience. What do you think Shelley's going to choose about realistic cakes? I think Shelley is going to go pro. She is very trusting and I think won't uh, be super offended if something looks real and is not real and is made out of cake because cake is delicious. Real things are not delicious. So even if she had to eat the thing that looked real or fake, you know, uh, Jimmy Fallon and Kendall Jenner, I think, did a real or fake challenge and uh, they had to take a bite of whatever was put in their face to see if it was it was chocolate or cake some edible something or something real and i think if shelly were to play that game she wouldn't be sad and distrusting after that game (laughs) (laughs) yeah but what if it's like what if it looks like cake but or what if it looks like chicken but is cake that'd be so cool I, i just don't know how i would feel about that I think I would feel distrusting of chicken for the rest of my life. <laughs> Do you think that everyone now is like would it would conspire against you and just uh try and trick you every chance they get? And so you're distrusting of everyone because you're not sure who is in it or not? Uh yes, that's just uh. my nature though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think it's in Shelly's nature. <laughs> so I think she would appreciate all the hard work that goes into that and so I think she'd gonna go pro kelly that is the smartest thing that you have said on this podcast and you know what the smartest thing that's been said on this podcast by anyone is when i called you a yummy little girl because (laughs) you are (laughs) now is the time we've all been waiting for the opinion of the mvp of this podcast the most ventilated podcaster shelly when was the last time you opened your windows and let in some fresh air uh, every day. So today. Okay. That is officially <laughs> the newest, smartest thing that has been said on this podcast. <laughs> that is a genius idea. Shelly, what do you think about realistic cakes? <laughs> <laughs> you guys have all made some great points. Um, I will say just right off the bat, uh, fondant is gross. <laughs> <laughs> and you have discovered the offhanded remark that Julie made that I was like, oh no, should I come up with another point? <laughs> yeah, because it is it is true. I have had it and it is yuck. <laughs> it is not a good addition to a cake um, in your mouth. It visually very nice. Mouth-wise, yuck, yuck, yuck. <laughs> Does it have a weird, like, mouth feel? Because that's what Julie thinks taste is. <laughs> it's it true. It does have a little bit of weird mouth feel. It's, like, got not the texture of quite a Laffy Taffy, but kind of that, you know, weird texture. And then it's, like, it's like dusty sugar. Like, it tastes, it tastes kind of weird and gross. Um, the only time I've had it was at a cake party. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> it was a, a party to celebrate the book release of uh, the first book being published from a website I used to read all the time called Cake Rex. Oh, that was such a good one. Yes. Yeah, I actually just was thinking about it the other day. I was like, I wonder if that's still a thing because the internet loves ugly cakes, but now they're everywhere. You don't have to go to this just this one place to find them. Now you could go to Netflix. Uh, but uh, so yeah, fondant, yuck. Uh, you can enjoy art and eat it too. I guess so. <laughs> I wouldn't say cake is the centerpiece for most parties, uh, but I guess if you wanted to make it, and and I guess like for planking, 
for certain things, you could probably relatively easily get away with a poink like that. But if you wanted to do like a, oh, family, I'm going to serve you this roast chicken for dinner, I think you'd have to go really far to make it realistic. Like <laughs> You'd have to somehow figure out how to make it look like steam was rising off <laughs> the cake. And like you'd have to pull it out of like a cold oven, <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> you'd have to like spray the air with like chicken scent. <laughs> or like if you wanted to give your niece a quinceanera dress that was very uh-huh. roughly, you would have to like put a lot of glitter into your fondant. Uh-huh. Edible glitter. Boom. Oh, you you fixed it. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> easy. Now it would be easy. <laughs> so I'm I'm pretty sure it would be hard to really plank someone with a realistic cake. Um, I'm not sure how realistic they can be. I've never encountered one in real life, <laughs> but unless everything around me is cake and I just haven't picked up on it yet. <laughs> Your husband has been made out of cake this whole time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's just always baking in the middle of the night, except that's not true because I'm the one awake in the middle of the night. He's asleep. <laughs> well, maybe that means your bed's an oven. <laughs> oh, man. No wonder it's so toasty when I climb in at night. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that they can be a great success or a hilarious failure both both are like make great shows makes great tv it can be an incredible likeness of your enemies so that you can then destroy it and eat it <laughs> um again i i have yet to really be able to put my finger on who my greatest enemy is there's just such a long list so <laughs> as a concept this one really spoke to me this one almost flipped me <laughs> <laughs> so maybe when I can finally pin it down who my greatest enemy is, maybe this one will be the thing that convinces me. Um, because guess what? I don't really like them. <gasps> <gasps> That's shocking. shocking. Fondant is yuck. And my time is valuable. <laughs> I like I haven't been able to appreciate, like Kelly said, I, I am able to appreciate like someone else made this cake. Wow, that's incredible skill. But it's one of those <laughs> I I feel like I'm going to say something really mean and I'm very sorry, but <laughs> I, I feel like it's one of those things it's like you have this incredible skill and that's amazing, but like you have developed a skill in something that's not worth it. <laughs> because they take so much time and so much effort and I'm just like and then you're just going to eat it. <laughs> I don't mind a, like a cake looking nice. You know, I don't just want you to like dump a cake and down and like slop some frosting on top and hand it to me. I mean, I probably would still eat it, but <laughs> I, I also am not going to look my nose down at someone who like makes a cake look nice. But spending that much time and effort and money and whatever on making a cake look like something else for what? To what end? It just seems very um, impractical. Can you place a real value on revenge against your enemies? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and I'm, it's not that I'm afraid that I am not distrustful of the living world around me. <laughs> like, because, like Kelly said, if I thought something was like a present, like I've seen ones that look like, you know, a present before and then, huh, it's a cake. Like, that would be a delight to me to be surprised that way. But I also be equally as delighted as if I just saw a cake and then you cut into it and you gave me some. Um, or if you just gave me a present. Either way, I'm good. Like, 
I'm not afraid of realistic cakes. I don't distrust the world around me, but I just, whew, I just can't. And I'm not also not afraid of a bad nickname. <laughs> I mean, I've already encountered a lot of nicknames in my life, a lot. Um, and some of them have been bad and some of them have been good. So you can't scare me, bad nicknames. I think my personal favorite is when a girl younger than you in high school thought you dyed your hair because you have naturally dark roots and then blonde hair. And she called you roots all the time. That's my favorite of your nickname, Shelly. <laughs> I actually just was telling Jed about that the other day because I was saying, like, she it started off as a mean thing, but then she became my friend, and then it was, like, a nice joke, like, a nice jokey nickname. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> that's real. <laughs> Shelly, that's, that's one great way to destroy your enemy. <laughs> Make them your friend. But, yeah, so so I, I appreciate that they exist in the world, but they're not for me. My birthday is coming up. I will not be making a realistic cake for myself. <laughs> Your husband will make it for you. No, no one will make me a cake. <laughs> well, besides me. <laughs> I don't trust Rick to make me a cake. I'm afraid he'll poison it rather than turning it into a realistic shape. Oh, no. Are you his greatest enemy? <laughs> Maybe I am. <laughs> Who knows at this point? <laughs> Quarantine's so confusing. We've spent every day together for the last forever, so it feels like. You're like, I don't know. I'm not sure if this feeling is love or hate, so I better just poison this birthday cake. <laughs> just in case. But the trick's really on him because he then forgot that he's my food tester. So That was in the prenup. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I am against realistic cakes. Oh, Shelly, Shelly, I'm so happy because I thought you who loves whimsy would not be down with my point of view. And uh, <laughs> Well, I guess I'm on your side, but I disagree with you also <laughs> on a lot of things. <laughs> and Shelly, I wouldn't have it any other way because if you saw the world the way I do, I would say, why, Shelly, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so well, Shelly, thank you so much for sharing your opinion on realistic cakes and thanks again to our friends at the Gigantic Adventures of Jeff and Simon podcast exclusively found on the Podicon Go network of podcasts. But now, it is time for our segment, What's your name? What's your name? What's your name? What's your what's your what's your name? So, Shelly Gang, on this segment, I bring a name generator that I found on the internet to my sisters, and I say, hey, girl, what's your name? And they are like, you tell me. And then it's very confusing because no one has the answers except for this name generator, which is called Leaving New York. I got it from at electric underscore lit, electric literatures, Leaving New York generator. And for that, you need to have a first name. It's imperative. And you will be filling in one, two, three, four, five blanks. And you'll be using the first letter of your first name, the second letter of your first name, et cetera, et cetera. And luckily for me and for Julie, there are five and only five blanks because, girl, I only have five letters in my first name. Booyah. Booyah. In all, in all the rest of your faces. Yeah, <laughs> Shelly and Kelly, you could have 
played this game for longer, and me and Julie couldn't. My have. name's the longest, so <sighs> don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Would you guys like to hear the thing about me leaving New York? Let's say the premise is we all live in New York, and then we're going to oh leave Oh, my it. gosh. So that's the premise. <laughs> and what I want you to tell me about your sentence is, does it sound like a good life to you? That's what I want to know. It's just, it's pretty basic. Do you like that? Or do you not like that? So, okay, ready? New York taught me imagination and how to walk two miles in heels. Now that I have been radicalized, it's time to move to the West Coast and study the blade. Uh And to me, good life. Very good life. (laughs) Great life. I love imagination. I love high heels. I love being radicalized. I freaking love it. And um, West Coast, best coast. And studying the blade, I'm a little bit scared of of swords and and knives, but I could be brave. (laughs) (laughs) And if you studied it, you would have mastery over it and mastery over your fear. (gasps) Then I wouldn't have to make a, a machete cake, realistic looking cake for my birthday. My greatest enemy, <laughs> the machete. <laughs> uh, Shelly, would you like to know your leaving New York life? Yes. New York taught you determination and how to pontificate about New York. But now that you have intense cabin fever, It's time to move to the West Coast and grow beans. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Good life. Yes. I I could probably do with a little bit more determination in my life and pontification. (laughs) Those are are good things. And, well, I do hate cabin fever, and then I do love beans. (laughs) And what about the West Coast, Shelly? West Coast, best coast, baby. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I guess I would grow black beans. Just FYI. <laughs> wow. All right. Okay, Julie, are you ready to know about your leaving New York? Yes. New York taught you apathy and how to navigate a street grid. But now you have been radicalized. It's time to move to a McMansion and get a real job. Well, the funny thing is, the most hilarious thing is, I've lived in New York State. Asterisk (laughs) State. (laughs) I don't want to live in a McMansion. No, thank you. Bad life. Not the life for me. Bad life. I I don't want to do that. Sorry. What about the apathy? (laughs) Are you all about that? (laughs) I I did not learn that in, in my days of upstate New York life. Good. In fact, I learned the opposite. I learned how to care more, you know? Maybe too much, considering that you learned a lot of hippie knowledge. Oh, so much hippie knowledge, and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly, are you ready for the final leaving New York sentence and life? Yes. Kelly, this one is a wild. New York taught you social striving. Mm -hmm. And how to cry in public. But now that you have been radicalized, it's time to move to the West Coast and get another useless degree. Oh my gosh. That sounds like a very sad life. 
Well, I have some good news, especially because it will make Julie's bad life even worse. She's the only one of us that didn't move to the West Coast. I realize that. I'm extremely disappointed. <laughs> and, and who radicalized the three of you? <laughs> I, I don't know. But also our sister Carly would also be moving to the West Coast if she were playing this game. Uh. And good news, Julie. You know who else would? Our dad, Paul, and our mom, Joelle. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Guys, it's real life. I'm the only one who doesn't live on the West Coast. Bad life. No, I love my life. But I would like to live on West Coast, Best Coast. <laughs> Kelly. How do you feel about your life? I, I'm i not sure. Obviously, it started out rough. It went downhill from there. Well, here's the thing. In New York, you were social striving and crying in public, but now you're not. Now you've got so many degrees. <laughs> useless degrees, right? Well, only useless because right now you're taking time off of work to be a mother. So, <laughs> Oh, man. That would be horrible and boring. <laughs> So, so bad life for Kelly, bad life for Julie. And I did think about it on a, an episode of How I Met Your Mother. The core friends are having a race to somewhere, and uh, one of the friends had moved down from Canada, and she had been there a couple of years, and the friends are like, oh, you're not a real New Yorker yet. Like, you haven't done five core things or whatever that makes you a New Yorker. And one of them is crying in public and not caring. <laughs> And so I thought of myself as that character, and I'm like, you know what? But that would still be sad. <laughs> Maybe it's joyful crying. You don't know that. Well, Shelly Gang, I will be posting this Leaving New York generator from Electric Literature on our social media so you can play along also. This has been our segment. What's your name? What's your name? What's your name? What's your, what's your, what's your name? Shelly Gang, thank you so much for hanging out with us. I had a super blast, and we missed you last week, but, you know, sometimes a girlo's got to take a break. Here, here. Mm-hmm. And you too, Shelly Gang, you could take a break from us, and and you could do that by finding another podcast on podicongo.com. That is P-O-D-I-C-O-N-G-O.com. There you can find a bunch of family-friendly podcasts like The Gigantic Adventures of Jeff and Simon, Mice Fun, Pigeons Very Fun, and Role-Playing Games Pretty Good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know what's nice about that is that you could listen to any episode of any show on that network, and you could have any ear that exists in the world or in the living world, and it will be safe, a safe ear. Family-friendly means anybody can listen to it, okay? So just deal with it. I don't know what to tell you other than that. (laughs) Stop fighting with Holly about this. Go on, everyone. (laughs) But you know what else you could do? You could also go to our personal website, ShellyHasOpinions.com. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y, HasOpinions.com. There you can listen to all of our old episodes. I was talking to our mother today, and I was like, Mom, it's crazy. We've been podcasting for three years. And she said, that is crazy. And I said, yep. And then we shrugged together. You can listen to our backlog of three years of podcasts, or you can look at pictures of us. You can look at our biographies, or you can get in contact with us to send your own topics in the year of the submission. We love getting topics. And you know what? We want them to be fun. We want them to be casual. And we want Shelly to not know them. In fact, we just got one this week on social media that any person in the whole world could see. Guess who didn't see it? Shelly. Because she doesn't. (laughs) 
look at it because she's scared of the compute pew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I'm afraid it's going to be a cake. <laughs> I just would rather not deal with it. <laughs> but Shelly Gang, mostly what we want is just for you to come back next week because we just adore you and we never want you to go away. And if you get too close, I'm going to chomp you up because you're just so tasty looking. <laughs> <laughs> And with that, thank you, and I love you, and goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye. Gosh dang it, Shelly, where are you? Port Hope Fancy Friends, and welcome to the adventures of me, Jeffrey Moncler, and my faithful winged feathered steed, Monsieur Simon. Join us as we traverse the realms of existence, discover ourselves and others, and have adventure! Ah! The Gigantic Adventures of Jeff and Simon is a family-friendly adventure on the family-friendly Podicon Go Network.